The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 25th chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord. Jesus said, The kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, and five were wise. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and slept. But at midnight there was a cry, Here is the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps, and the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, Since there will not be enough for us and for you, go rather to the dealers and buy for yourselves. And while they were going to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered, Truly I say to you, I do not know you. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to thee, O Christ. I'm going to start off by saying a few very obvious things about lamps. Things that really go without saying, but are worth repeating, just so we can have the picture clear in our head. The first one is this, something you know from that Sunday school song long, long ago. Uh, This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Hide it under a bushel? No, right? What is a light for? What is a lamp for? A lamp is for giving off light. That is obvious. If a lamp is not giving off light, then it is not serving its purpose. It's meant to illuminate the room that you're in, to shine on your way so that you can see where you're going so that others can see that light. That's what a lamp is for. Here's the second really obvious thing about lamps. In an oil lamp, it is a flame that produces that light, a flame that is fed by oil. Which is to say, if you've got an oil lamp with just a wick in it and no oil, that flame is going to burn out quickly. Imagine having a lamp with no oil. What use is that? Try as hard as you might. Try as hard as you might. You will never get a flame out of that lamp if there is no oil. You cannot have light without oil. Here's the third really obvious thing. You always need oil. You might have oil to begin with, but what happens as time goes on? That oil burns up. So you always need more and more and more oil. The oil burns up, and if it's not refilled, that flame will die. It will flicker and fade away. Three really obvious things about lamps. They're for producing light. You cannot have light without oil, and you always need more oil. Jesus tells a parable about some virgins, some bridesmaids, who were waiting for the arrival of the groom. They were waiting for the wedding party. That was their job, to wait and to welcome the wedding party. And they had oil lamps with them. They all did, and those lamps were burning. Five were wise and five were foolish. Now, the first key to understanding what Jesus is getting at here in this parable is to recognize what he means by light light coming from those lamps. We heard from Jesus earlier in the Gospel of Matthew that you are the light of the world. You 
are the light of the world, so that by your good works, which shine into the world, God may be glorified. Your lives lived as Christians show the glory of God when you shine. That is, when you live according to his word and promises, when others around you see that you believe something different from the terror and despair that reigns in this world, when you believe something hopeful about how things will go for you in this life and the next, when you believe that God is gracious and merciful, it shines in your life through love and in the faith that others can see. You are lights. That's the light that is shining from those lamps. That is what they are for. That is what you are for. You have not been baptized, called to faith. You have not been rescued from death just to lie as though you were dead. You have not been brought out of the grave just so that you can sit there. But you've been brought to life in order to live. And when you live, you shine as lights in the world. This is how Paul puts it in his letter to the Philippians. He says, you shine as lights in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation. How hopeful that is for our world that there are those who shine as lights because they believe in God's mercy. That's you. Now, just as lamps need a flame fed by oil, you need to be fed. You need something to burn in order for that light to shine, and that is God's word. The flame is faith, and God's word feeds that flame. You know this from what you learned in the Catechism. The Holy Spirit has called you by the gospel. You became Christians in the first place by hearing of God's love for you. That's how it happens. Paul says, faith comes by hearing. It's not by any effort of your own. It's not that you decided one day, look, I want to be a good person and I want to go to heaven and now I'm going to be a Christian. It's God called you. He put oil in a lamp that was empty and dry. His word fills you up. That's what God's word does. It raises the dead. It's the same word that created the heavens and the earth in the beginning, the same word that calmed the wind and the waves. It's the same word that spoke into the grave and brought Lazarus out. It's the same word by which you were rescued from death and eternal condemnation. That same word gives you life. It's the oil that fills your lamps so that when you burn, you have something to burn so that your light can shine into the world. There is no amount of wishing or hoping, just no more than you could if you had an empty lamp. There's no amount of wishing or hoping that you can shine in the world if you don't have oil. That is, if you are not fed and nurtured by God's word. Christians know that it is the voice of their shepherd. They know that every other voice is full of lies and deceit. They know that every other word fails them, but God's word, God's word, is eternal, and it is true, and it is full of promise for you. It's the word that was crucified on the cross, Jesus himself, who shed his blood for you. That is your source of life and light. That is where your good works come from. Anytime you love your neighbor, anytime you show your faithfulness in the world, that comes because God has filled you up, because he has filled you with his word. He has changed your heart. He has given you his own heart. This is where the parable that Jesus tells, this is where it picks up in the story. Because, of course, we have in the story ten virgins, all of whom who have lamps, all of whom have lamps filled with oil. They're all there. They're all in church. Here they are, sitting here. But five were wise and five were foolish. Five foolish ones thought this. 
Something like, our lamps are burning brightly now, we're going to be just fine. I can see the light coming from my lamp right now. There's oil in my lamp right now. I'm okay. I'm just fine. If I start to run out, if I start to run out of oil, if I start to see my flame kind of die, then I can go and get some more oil. But I'm okay for right now. I'm doing just fine. I don't need any help. I don't need any extra. The thing that those foolish bridesmaids, those foolish virgins, had not reckoned with is that they would grow drowsy and fall asleep. They thought that they would be able to stay awake. They thought they would be able to watch all night. They thought they would be able to sit there and pay attention to their lamp the entire time so that when they needed oil, when they needed extra oil, they could go and buy some. But you saw what happened. All of the bridesmaids fell asleep. Every last one of them. It's part of our fallen, sinful human nature that we are not strong. We are weak, we grow weary, we face temptation, we are distracted, we are so easily led into despair. We grow drowsy and we fall asleep. The bridesmaids, the foolish ones, did not reckon with that. They thought that they would know when they needed more oil and so they were not prepared. This is why the third most obvious point about the lamp is the most important one for us today. You always need more oil. It is so tempting to think that being a Christian is kind of a one-and-done sort of a thing. Look, I was baptized. Everything's okay. Look, I was confirmed. I'm going to be fine now. Look, I went to church on Sunday. It's going to be all right. To think that it is just one and done, that it is a single moment in your life, as opposed to a life lived in faith, kind of like graduating So you got your diploma, and now you're okay, and you can forget everything you learned in biology class. That's not how it is with the faith. Because the faith is welcoming a bridegroom who has come to save you. The faith is about preparing now for a life ahead of you. It is not for leaving something behind and moving on to the next thing. But it is about living now the life that you are looking forward to in Christ. This is why... When it comes to baptism, it makes no sense to baptize a child but then never bring a child to church. It makes no sense to baptize a child and then deprive them of the oil that they need to keep their lamp full. This is why it makes no sense for us to treat confirmation as graduation, as though once you are confirmed, you are set for life and never come back to church again. You need oil your whole life long. This is why when I hear people say, I was baptized and confirmed and married in that church, and that's why I'm a member of that church. It breaks my heart, because what good does it do you if you once believed? What good does it do you if you weren't once were a member of a church? What good does it do you if once you heard God's word and then you left it behind? What matters is whether you believe now. It breaks my heart when folks think about church as though they're doing some favor for God. Here I am, God. I brought my lamp. See how happy you should be with me? Yes, I acknowledge that you exist. Yes, there you are. I'm doing my duty. I'm fulfilling my service, my obligations to God, as opposed to recognizing that when you come to church, you're not doing God any favors, but he is here to do you this most gracious favor. He is here to fill your lamp with oil. He is here to give you life and everything that you need in abundance. He is here 
to ensure that though you grow drowsy and fall asleep, which you will, when you wake up, you are ready to welcome the bridegroom. God is here in abundance, not just on Sunday mornings, not just on Sunday mornings, but every day. Devote yourself to God's word. That is the oil that fills your lamps. Put it to use every day. Sit down with your family and pray. Read the scriptures. Sing songs of God's grace and mercy. And in the process of doing that, you are gathering oil for yourselves. You're stocking up oil so that when the day of temptation comes, when the day of trouble comes, when you struggle, when you wonder, when you doubt, when you are growing weary, you have the oil you need to keep that lamp burning. Being a wise virgin means knowing a couple of things. First of all, that you always need more oil. It means recognizing where the light comes from. It's not coming from yourself. The good works that you do, your hope of salvation, it's not something that you can muster inside of yourself. You're not going to make that on your own. Being a wise virgin is knowing that, that the oil has to come from somewhere else. It also means knowing this, that we are weak. That we are weak and we need all the help we can get. Most of all, it is knowing this, that God wants to give you oil in abundance. There is no shortage. Think about all the supply chain problems you run into nowadays. There is no such shortage. There is no trouble getting God's word. There is no trouble, no difficulty filling your lamps. You can have all that you want and more. What an amazing thing that God wants to be so gracious to you, that he is so gracious to you that you will never run out of his goodness. It's his way of defending you, of protecting you, of ensuring that on the last day you can stand because the oil of God's word that fills your lamps teaches you to trust in him. Look, he's the one who has done everything for you. He's the one who called you by the gospel. He's the one who keeps you in the gospel. He's the one who here today even feeds you with his son's own body and blood. He's the one who does it all for you. So hear his gracious invitation. Be watchful. Stay awake. Don't neglect his word and promises. Pray without ceasing. Keep the scriptures on your mind and in your hearts. Memorize them. Hold them fast. Tell them to one another all the time and receive this great promise from God. That when the bridegroom comes to the feast, the door will be opened and you will be welcomed in because he is your God and he is your Savior. To him alone be all glory now and forever. Amen. Amen.